Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Growing Up as Overrated podcast. My name is Jen, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, T. Both T and I have a fascination with personality tests. We love that they give us more insight into who we are, how we think, and what is most important to us. Today, we are going over our results from some of these tests, such as the Enneagram, the Big Five, and the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. Now, into the podcast. Hi, T. How's it going? Hello, Jen. I'm I'm pretty <laughs> good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. It was a very long week at work, so Dude, I'm that. sad. I'm sad that I have to go back. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I need more time off. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping that um I will be getting more responsibilities this week, but um there's a lot of events happening at work this week, so I'm. Uh, I'm excited to have those be done and then maybe have um, more to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I won't get into that too much. But um, yeah, I, you know, it's funny because um, <laughs> while I was looking for things to do, I found an email from HR and it was like a, it was like a email that was like, oh, take this test uh, and see what type of person you are in your team. And it was like water, fire, earth, air were like the types that you could be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love personality tests. This <laughs> is for me. And so I took a personality test at work. Um, and I wasn't surprised. I got water. Um, and I mean, this can be controversial for some people, but there's an uprising in interest in zodiac um stuff but like my sign is scorpio which is water and so i wasn't really surprised that um being somebody who i i don't really i i go back and forth with with zodiac stuff but i do kind of see it more as a personality test um that's not super based on anything except for your birth (laughs) your birth (laughs) (laughs) but i I do i do like um think it is interesting to look at things like zodiacs and and personality tests to see what you believe about yourself um and you know it could totally be wrong (laughs) um but it's still that that element of looking at something and saying is this true about me that i think really opens up a really great um dialogue for yourself and maybe even with others because I love also doing these tests with friends sometimes. I think you and I have done that a few times. Um, mm-hmm. um, well, we did <laughs> preparing for this episode, too. Yes, we did. But, <laughs> but you know, sometimes um, you'll just send me a BuzzFeed quiz. And then I we'll love get on BuzzFeed whole quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they're dumb. And I know that they don't really mean anything. But, oh, my gosh, I love me a good BuzzFeed quiz. They're very, yeah, they're very fun. They're so much fun. I also enjoy them. I will say that my zodiac sign frustrates me because I'm a Capricorn, and yes. the fact that I'm a Capricorn and means that the the fact that I'm skeptical of zodiac signs is like very Capricorn. Yes, <laughs> it's just, just annoying. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm skeptical of zodiac, which makes me even more of a Capricorn. 
Yeah. Uh. So, so it's like this like weird juxtaposition in your brain and you're like, wait. <laughs> well, I'm like, this isn't fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. I think you're a straight up Capricorn. Like, <laughs> um, I also like, I do, um, I have gotten into like deeper into Zodiac stuff, um, via like the natal charts and like how different parts of your sign actually, you know, so like, that's why you, you'll see somebody in, in the world of Zodiac. That's the reasoning for why you will see somebody who is. Um, like two people who are both Scorpios, and one of them is really vindictive, but the other one is like sweet as pie, um, and really nurturing. Um, it's because there's other signs and stuff, stuff like in your other houses, and it's it's a lot to get into for for the sake of this one episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah. like it, it th- there's more than just your sun sign, which is like. You're a Capricorn and I'm a Scorpio. Yeah, and it's the one everyone knows. But, like, um, I don't know. That's kind of where I really started with with using um, kind of more new agey things to look at myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like, in terms of the personality tests, um, like, I had a very similar experience to you in that at one point my job asked me to do a personality test and it was actually one of the ones that we are going to talk about today the myers-briggs type which um, is one of my favorites yeah it's my favorite too i feel like it's the most accurate um one that i've ever done and it it's just it's good it's um and i really enjoyed it um like my for my for my work i was asked to do this before the interview actually and they asked me during the interview what type I was and I'm the same type as my boss um, (laughs) funnily enough um so he found that amusing yeah that might have been part of the reason why I was hired that'd be really funny (laughs) because it would be really funny because my type is kind of like an analytical perspective so like it would be really funny if that actually did influence him yeah Um. (laughs) um Yeah, we, okay, so when I was in college, um, since my major was housed inside of the psychology department, we did actually talk a lot about personality, um, and kind of the theories that went on behind everything to, um, end up forming some of these. So the ones we're looking at are, are based the most in science. Like both based the most in, in like psychology, um, psychological theory and study, um, and so that's why we chose them, um, because the thing about personality, um, and when you talk about personality and psychology, you'll also talk about intelligence at the same time, um, mm-hmm. because intelligence and personality are very hard to pin down. Um, because there is, like, like, a lot of people will take on intelligence as part of their personality, but that's not, uh, that's not really the case. It's more, um, kind of, like, how do I explain this? The, the, the thing is that intelligence can be described as many different things, and it's also kind of 
grouped in with talent. Um, so like a lot, I think the, the stereotypical way that people view intelligence is how talented are you at school Mm -hmm. and math and, you know, like the, like the common core four. Were you gifted Um, by the test taking gods? (laughs) Yes. Um, and I really had a really, I had a huge problem with this, um, with this idea of intelligence, especially as an 18 year old. Which is really what got me into being like, no, I want to go make a difference in schools. Um, because I was by no means a bad student, but I wasn't like a um, straight A student. <laughs> like I, I was too, I was interested enough in social and being social that um, I didn't really have <laughs> the time to get into um, just being like studying all the time. Um so I, that's why I really gravitated towards um, these tests and learning about them a lot. Um, but I still have a lot to to go through to learn more about them. So um, by no means are either of us experts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely um, not. <laughs> but uh, we're going to kind of talk about our personalities um, in each one of these. So... Um, so why yeah, we, why Go don't ahead. we start with the Myers Briggs one, which is both of okay. our favorites? Let's start there. So, what type are you? I am an ENFJT. So I'm extroverted, uh, intuitive, feeling and judging, and then turbulent type. Hmm. And then you are. I'm an ISTJ. An introverted, mm-hmm. observant, thinking, judging, and I think I'm T, but I didn't have that written down. <laughs> but I think you know, I'm T. <laughs> I've looked at that one for you several times, and I cannot. I, most people, most people identify as T, but it's interesting because turbulent is supposed to be like you're not afraid of conflict, <laughs> and, and I don't think that's, that's, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't really know. I don't keep track of the T because I, um, it, I, in my opinion, it is not as important as the other. Yeah, no, that's why four. it's a, wait, turbulent versus assertive. This part always confuses me. <laughs> okay, so assertive individuals tend to be calm, relaxed, and free from worry. Turbulent yeah, that does types, not sound like me. <laughs> turbulent types are more likely to be self-conscious perfectionists concerned about their abilities or about how others perceive them so yeah I'm i think the terms i think the terms that they use to to define that don't really make sense i don't know i don't really think of calm relaxed and free of worry as an assertive person but maybe that's like assertive like confident so you don't yeah. worry about what other people think like but i don't know that just kind of confuses my brain See, that um, would explain why, how my boss and I can be the same type. He must be an A. <laughs> mm. Well, um, he's also older. You know, so that's another thing that plays into this is just because, um, like, there is still development within each personality type. Um, so, you know, as you get older, hopefully you would get co- more confident. <laughs> you know? Very true. I will say that, like, I... The first time I took this test, I was really sad because my personality type is suppo- is supposedly the most abundant type. 
Oh, really? Um, yeah. 13% of the population supposedly has my type. And I yeah. was like, oh, that means that I'm not unique. I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> and so that did make me kind of upset. But as I have, like, grown into this type more, I'm like, this is very me. Like, it's called the log- yeah. logitician. Like, mm-hmm. very, very me. Which they is hard tend to say. To- mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> logistician. Um, (laughs) tend to be reserved yet willful with a rational outlook on life sums me up pretty pretty well yeah i think so mine mine is just like me to an absolute t um and with i think with t um and (laughs) (laughs) t with t (laughs) that's not my use it no i'm kidding (laughs) um so uh i um, had always felt really alone in the way that I identify myself and the way that I feel. And so I like I, I talked to friends and I'd be like, do you ever feel like this? Like, you know, for, for instance, um, ENFJs can often feel like they are alone when they're in a crowded room. Um, even though we're extroverted, we're actually the most introverted of the extroverted types because introversion and extroversion are on a scale it's not really black and white it's um a scale so i'm actually more of an ambivert i would consider myself um but i do tend a little bit more extroversion um so you know like feeling alone in a room of people is just kind of one of those things that happens when I don't know. I kind of like want to like, especially in a new situation, I want to sit back and I want to observe before I just absolutely jump in. Like most people think of an extrovert as somebody who's just like super charismatic and always like out there and doing, you know, social things constantly. But it's really more of um, where do you get your energy from? And I get my energy from other people and deep conversation. So specific, so if I'm in a room and everyone's talking about really boring small talk things that I don't give a crap about, then I'm going to feel really alone in a room, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so um, my type is called the protagonist, um, <laughs> which it used to be called the paladin, um, but they changed it to protagonist. So it used to be like fighter, but it's still kind of like... Like, the picture that they use on the 16 Personalities website, um, I'll, I'll link all of these personality tests in, in the description, um, but um, mine is like a, it's like a person with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, these warm, forthright types love helping others, and they tend to have strong ideas and values. They back their perspectives with the creative energy to achieve their goals. Um, so these are just very like natural born leaders, full of passion and charisma, um, and only about 2% of the population. Um, so it's the same type as um, Obama and uh, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of the fun thing about this one too, is like at the bottom it says um, other people who have the same personality t- type. And so it's, um, Obama, Oprah, John Cusack, Ben Affleck, um, mm-hmm. Sean Hermione Connery. Granger. 
is listed on mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have um, George Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morpheus uh, from The Matrix is on mine. There's some. There's some like characters. Um, yeah, like you said. Uh, yeah, with Hermione. I've got. I've also got Natalie Portman. Nice. Um, and Denzel Washington. Oh, see, I forgot about Celie Booth from Bones. Oh my gosh, I love him. But yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, so um, yeah, so that's like kind of a fun thing to be like, oh, what, like, uh, it kind of uh, fits as uh, as a sort of um, oh, I'm losing the word right now. It's uh, the kind of tests that that tell you what you should be when you grow up. Oh, those career tests things. Yeah, I, it, there's a word for it. And it starts with an A, I think. But anyway, so aptitude yeah, test? aptitude, aptitude test. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, it's it's kind of an aptitude test in a sense. So like mine always says like you should be you could be a politician, a lawyer, or like somebody who's really caring, like a a counselor or a teacher. Um, and so yeah, and and then I think that the um there's also a thing where you can say like uh, what is the compatibility between these two types of people? And it's by no means saying you should or shouldn't be together <laughs> should or shouldn't be friends or work together or whatever. But it's more so saying that you should um, be aware of, of the uh, possible conflicts that might arise. Like um, if you're not aware that they are very mm-hmm. sensitive about something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm now, so, so it's good for that. I'm, I'm now looking at the strengths and weaknesses. Yes, that's that's, that's the fun honestly. Part. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. I really love. Um, I really, I, I just, I really love looking through just all of the sections of this. So there's strengths and weaknesses, romantic re- relationships, friendships, parenthood, career paths, workplace habits, and then an overall conclusion. Um, but, but yeah, like, I'm looking. And are fun. But like, I'm looking at strengths and weaknesses, and they're very true. Strengths, yeah. honest and direct. Yes. Strong-willed and dutiful, very responsible, calm and yes. practical, create and enforce order, jack of all trades. Yeah, all and things, then all things I love about you. And then weaknesses: <laughs> stubborn, <laughs> insensitive, <laughs> always by the book, judgmental, mm-hmm. and often unreasonably blame themselves, which I've really been feeling yes. lately. Yes, um, with work. And things like that. I really need to recognize that about myself and pull back when I'm when I feel that I have done something really, really wrong. It's like most of the time that's not really true. Um, and I am unreasonably blaming myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I tell that to you all the time, like, hey, you're just being too hard on yourself, but I struggle with that too. Um but it's interesting because that's not actually on my weaknesses um yes tell but me i, I am strengths and weaknesses? i am too i am too hard on myself but that's not what this personality test says so <laughs> um it says i'm tolerant reliable charismatic altruistic and a natural leader um mm-hmm. very and true I would, all those things. yeah yeah like um it's the tolerant thing is funny because so many times I thought that I wasn't really that patient when I was working directly with kids and the parents would always be like, 
you are so patient with them. And I was like, really? Because I feel like I... (laughs) 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 I mean, I wouldn't say that to them, but I was just like... I was like, man, like, you don't know how, like, I go home and I can't sleep because I'm just so frustrated about this child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or, like, I want to help them so bad. Like, that's the altruistic part um, is I'm just like, wow, I just, I see somebody and just because they're frustrating me, it doesn't make me be like, oh, I'm going to give up on them. Like, screw them. Like, that's not me. for, For me, I'm more like how can I get through to them? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, that one um, South Park episode. I don't really watch it very often, but this is a really funny bit where it's talking about a, one of those movies where like a teacher goes into a hard school and mm-hmm. he just goes, uh, how can I reach these kids? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just felt like that all the time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so my weaknesses are um, I'm overly idealistic, too selfless, too sensitive, fluctuating self-esteem, and struggle to make tough decisions. Um, Yeah, so I can often be stricken with paralysis when I have to make really hard choices. Um, Mm -hmm. And these are all really true. Um, The too sensitive thing is probably like like my flag (laughs) Um, (laughs) before... Especially, I mean, I still do have a little bit of um, a challenge with this, but this kind of sensitivity isn't really, like, it's not like, hey, you hurt my feelings. It's more like, um, like, I can take criticism, but this is where I take things too hard, too harshly, and, and like, think think that I'm not doing well enough um mm-hmm. so you're the, the, sensitive about your work and your yeah like i'm sensitive uh, yeah and and the quality of relationships that i'm building um so uh we often feel problems that aren't our own and try to fix things that we can't um worrying that we're not doing enough for others um and that like is hard for us to like <laughs> feel like helpless that we can't help somebody but like we want to help them so bad (laughs) um which i get into situations like that often um but i don't know it's just kind of something that i've come accustomed to and i really i i think it's a strength i've chosen to find to find a strength through this weakness by identifying when i'm allowing it to get in my way and identifying the flip side of that sensitivity is that I'm tolerant, reliable, and altruistic. And it makes me a good leader. Um, because I I understand what other people are going through. Mm-hmm. So I gain a lot of loyalty through that. Because people know I'm, I understand they have human problems, you know. Absolutely. Can you repeat to me what your type is again? E-N-F-J. Okay. Because I was looking at um, romantic relationships and it was like um, describing the kind of types that would work well. And I was like, I can't remember what hers is besides the E part again. (laughs) 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 Um, Apparently, partners who share the observant trait are best fit for eh, logistician personalities with one or two opposing traits to create balance and to expand logisticians' sometimes overly isolated worldview, such as partners with E or prospecting P traits. 
Hmm. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's funny, too. I think the workplace habits one is really helpful for a lot of, um, like, building um, of teams. So I think that this is a really great, like, I, I think it's good that your job had you do the, like, do this test, right? Because um, I think it can help you be aware of, of where your strengths and weaknesses are, especially in a, in a workplace. Um, and kind of help you to understand like yeah like where you're you know like if you're insensitive and you're a manager maybe you need to be extra aware that if you have a sensitive <laughs> you know su uh, subordinate so mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah I, I think that kind of wraps up what i wanted to say about this test yeah, we can move okay. on to the the other one. Oh wait, actually, I do have something interesting. Um, the, I looked at my friendship one. Knowledge is the surest basis of happiness. As if to <laughs> prove the point, logicians almost always have at least one intuitive and friend in their inner circle, despite the disconnect the two perspectives bring. <laughs> <laughs> These yeah, are very much friendships built not on mutual understanding, but out of respect for their mutual differences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's totally yes. Like, <laughs> that's totally it. <laughs> yeah, I've I've always struggled finding people to be friends with who are like me, um, and that's not like I'm not like other girls, <laughs> <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it is you know like it is something that I I very rarely have any extroverted friends. Um, I tend to gravitate towards introverts and drawing them out of their shells and, you know, getting them to to spend more time with people um, for some reason. Let me hang out something. in my cave. No. <laughs> in my cave. <laughs> okay, fine. You can be in your cave for 10 minutes, but then we're going out. <laughs> All right. So which one do you want to talk about next? Um, let's see. Okay. Um, I guess we can do the big five. This one I'm not terribly in love with. Me neither. So um, I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> but this one, this one is actually. I'm pretty sure this. I mean, take this with a grain of salt, and you can do your own research. But I'm pretty sure that this one is older than the Enneagram or the uh, the sixteen personalities. So uh, Myers Briggs. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of um, the admiration I have for it is that it is um, a like it is one of the older ones that kind of shows you that your personality can be made up of many different like things <laughs> like facets um so um it basically scores you on how open you are how conscientious you are um how extroverted your agreeableness your neuroticism um, and through this, it kind of puts you into a category, um, kind of like it's, it I shows you your percentages across the five categories. Right. Um, so like, for example, I got 83% neurotic, which is a little bit sad. 
<laughs> yeah, and then I'm 56, so I'm just kind of, like, I'm neurotic enough, but not, like, overbearingly neurotic. <laughs> yeah, like, I've got neurotic, and then my next highest one is conscientious. And then openness. Yeah, those are my two lowest ones. <laughs> like, and we're, like, I- literally flipped on this one, which is why this one's actually really funny for us, but. Yeah, and then openness is third, and then I've, um agreeableness and then extroversion are barely even on my chart they're like around 10 percent um but my biggest issue with this with this is that in the openness category um it says openness describes a person's tendency to think in abstract complex ways high scores tend to be creative adventurous and intellectual i and they enjoy playing with ideas and discovering novel experiences. Low scores tend to be practical, conventional, and focused on the concrete. They tend to avoid the unknown and follow traditional ways. I do not agree that intellectualness is connected to creative and adventurous exclusively. Yeah, so this um, is... <laughs> so that's yeah. my biggest problem with this test, is that I don't think that those three things are linked together and can be described as one thing. Right, well, openness. this... This goes into the still controversial um, thing I was kind of hinting at earlier of what is being an intellect. Like, you know, if you look at, um, you know, Leonardo da Vinci or, um, you know, some of the great scientists and, and you know, the great brains of the world, um, of course, we're calling them intellects, right? But they're mm-hmm. all intellectual um, because they're open to new concepts. They're not saying what is concrete and known right now is all that can ever be. They're thinking outside of the box. But it, I agree with you that it doesn't mean that just because you only look at the concrete, which I don't think you always look at just the concrete. So like you do have, you know the ability to sometimes look at outside of the box, but you do more so look at concrete things. What do we know right now? You know, which is, is a skill in its own. Um, its own right. Yeah. And like what I, what I specifically disagree with is the way that I like to, the way that I think is that I take what, what is known about the world and yeah. make conclusions based on concrete knowledge and according to this test that is not intellectual and i just disagree with that um on a on a very like basic level i disagree with that definition however we've not gone over what your results are yet so i will let you (laughs) do yours (laughs) yeah um so yeah my my highest scoring um trait is openness so i'm 98 percent open It's just ridiculous. My highest is only 83%. Yeah. crazy. I'm I'm just like, yeah, give me your ideas. Give me, you know, like, tell me, tell me what you're thinking. Um, And it is a little bit funny because I do think that I tend to think my way is the best way a lot of the time. But I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten better about that. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm always open to hearing a new way to do something. Like, I don't. I don't always prescribe to the, if it's not broken, don't fix it thing. Um, Sometimes I'm like, I think there's just a more efficient way. Like, just because it's not broken doesn't mean it's the best version, (laughs) you know? Um, And so, 
uh, yeah, so that one's my highest one. And then uh, second, I have extroverted. No shock. Um, no surprise there. At, yeah, at 83%. <laughs> um, and then agreeableness. So the person's <laughs> tendency to put others' needs ahead of their own and to cooperate rather than compete with others. Um, people who are high in agreeableness experience a great deal of empathy and tend to get pleasure out of serving and taking care of others. They are usually trusting and forgiving. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty open to other people. I think if you are an open person, like, as open of a person as I am, then I think you're, it kind of comes along that you're going to be rather agreeable. Um, but mm-hmm. I do disagree with people a lot. So, okay. I don't know. Um, okay, after that one is conscientiousness, which is at a 58%. Um, and, uh, neurotic, uh, is 56. So I'm, like, moderately conscientious and moderately, but, like, not terribly. (laughs) See, I just find that amazing because, like, I only have two categories that are above 60%, and I have two that are below 15%, and you have nothing that is below 50% at all. Yeah. On, the, on this yeah. test. I mean, I've always considered myself a really balanced person, and I've kind of tried to be a really balanced person my whole life. Um, so, I mean, it's not really that shocking to me. Um, it makes me more proud <laughs> than anything. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, good, like, I'm a well-balanced person. Um, yeah, it's just pretty funny when, like, comparing our scores together, like, how, like, lopsided mine looks in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this one I don't I don't know the most about um but if you scroll down to the bottom of the basic results without paying for the test um it does give you a core pattern. Um and so mine is empathetic idealist, which is uses insight and creativity to help others. Thinks about how the world could be a better and more beautiful place. That really goes with what I was, you know, talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> yeah, and mine is very lopsided. Um, empathetic idealist and the other's practical caretaker have almost nothing in, in there. And the other two are, are relatively balanced with analytical thinker coming out slightly on top, which is solves yeah. logical problems with rational complex analysis, thinks about innovative ways to improve systems. Right. And my and number two would be logical mechanic, ensures accuracy mm-hmm. and efficiency in logical systems, uses proven methods to accomplish real-world goals, which are both right. very much me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, That. so the logical me- me- uh, mechanic is my lowest scoring one. And then the analytical thinker is my second. So we overlap with the analytical thinker. Um, I was mm. surprised that practical caretaker wasn't my second. Um, helps people in practical everyday ways, uses established institutions to make, wait, to maintain stability and security. Um, yeah, that's my lowest. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that I do that in my work, <laughs> and that's like a really core part of the work that I like to do, but I also do understand that maybe it's not my, like, it's my third third out of four um but it's 
uses an established institu- uses established institutions, which um, I think I'm a little bit more likely to be like, how can we make this work instead of finding some other person to do? <laughs> you know? um, yeah, I I so. totally think that that is logical. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, what- it does say. Sorry, it does say at the bottom. I never looked at this part. It says your traits and action. Which is interesting, and and it says, um, this one sentence just kind of cat, caught my eye. It says, mm-hmm. your ideal work is kind, equitable one. <laughs> um, where people treat each other fairly and with compassion. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, the Enneagram is our last one we're going to talk one. about. Yes. Um, this this one's really interesting, and I have to say, this is the most complex one, and it has an extreme cult following. Um, yeah, it is deep. Um, we are only going to be dipping our toe. Yeah, <laughs> into, there's into it <laughs> so much. Um, reading. There's many podcasts. There's tons of just just a wealth of knowledge in this test, and I think it is right now considered the gold standard because it does the best job at explaining how your personality type can sometimes change depending on how well you're doing mentally Mm -hmm. Um, and then how you interact with other people who are um Maybe, like, the opposite of you, or, like, maybe you get along really well with this person when they're doing great mentally, but as soon as they're not doing great mentally, it's a no-go. Or if you're both not doing great mentally, maybe then it does work. I, you know, I don't know. So, um, it has a lot of wealth and depth, but um, basically you have a number, one through nine, um, and then you can have a wing. Which is, so, I'm a number two, and um, I think I'm a wing three. Um, and that just means that I can sometimes kind of act like a three, but on the flip side, I act like a four. Um, if I'm not in health. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And why then... don't you tell what the two, the three, and the four, what those are? <laughs> okay, so the two is like a really... Like, emotional person who wants to help others, so we're not surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, here, this is the one I forgot to pull up. Let's see, two. I've got it. I can, I can do it. Um, okay. A two can be described as the giver. Twos want to be liked and find ways that they can be helpful to others so that they can be loved and belong. So that's your core. Your wing yeah. is the three, which is known as the achiever. Threes want to be successful and admired by other people and are very conscious of their public image. Mm -hmm. And the flip side would be four, known as the individualist. Fours want to be unique and live life authentically and are highly attuned to their emotional experience. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that would be, so you're a two most of the time, three is your wing, and then when you're not doing well, you're a four. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know which one is my not doing well one because I didn't write that down. Um, yeah, here I mean I'm gonna pull up the wing, but um, go ahead and talk about your yeah. You're nine. So, I don't remember. No, five. I'm a five. I'm a five. 
I'm 98% match for a five. This one's really sure that <laughs> that I'm a five. Yeah. Um, described as the investigator, five seek understanding and knowledge and are more comfortable with data than people. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. My wing is a six. Type six is known as the skeptic. Sixes are preoccupied with security, seek safety, and like to be prepared for problems. Which was honestly a surprise for mm-hmm. me. Because I don't consider myself to be very interested in those things. But I mean, maybe subconsciously I'm very into that stuff. Wait, into what things? Um, Security, safety, and prepared for problems. Hmm. Uh, yeah, see, like, I don't know. I can, see, I can I, kind I'm of mixed be a, but... Yeah, I'm mixed about this. I'm like, I guess maybe I am in that like I do think through things very hard before yeah. making decisions. Um, about like security and stuff, but I'm not like, I'm not like super concerned about my own safety. <laughs> that just doesn't. That's not really. Yeah, I, I would. I would think that's more about security if you make a certain situation, ha- like a certain choice, right? Like, yeah, which makes more sense. But yeah. I'm like kind of surprised um, that one was not my wing, which is my third highest. No, match. yeah. So that yeah, one one is your opposite. One is my opposite. Oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> because so your wing can only be the two numbers next to one. five is not next to one. Five oh, I is see. Next to six means. and four. Okay. Um, so yeah, like if you look up enneagram types and on on Google Images, then it has a wheel basically, like a little like, star kind of shape, and mm-hmm. it, whatever is the opposite. So the opposite of five is one. That would make sense. Um, one, by the way, is the perfectionist. Um, puts a lot of emphasis yeah. on following the rules and doing so, things correctly. That which does, like, can happen to me if I'm not doing well. I get right. obsessed, and so. <laughs> okay, so now I'm looking at this at this wheel thing, and it's not saying my opposite four. It's saying it's six, which is the loyal guardian. Um, what? And that makes sense to me. The loyal guardian, not the not the skeptic. For six, I mean, there's tons. Of, there's tons of different <laughs> names for them, but that's um, a good point. <laughs> six, As I said, yeah, dipping our six, toes in. <laughs> six is yeah. Six is the loyalist, pretty consistently in these pictures. Um, mm-hmm. So that would, and that's my wing type. Yeah. So committed, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Dislike unpredictability and rapid change. Attracted to clear structures and foresight. Okay. See, that description sounds way more like me. It than... does sound a lot like you. <laughs> Than this description that I read. <laughs> yeah. Um, that the those things that you just said are very me. So that makes more sense. Yeah. Um. But the main point of like talking about these results at all is just that personality tests are a good way to look deeper inside yourself. Yeah. And think about why you react a certain way to things mm-hmm. and what could possibly be things that are your weaknesses. You know, what are things that you need to be aware of? Like, I know that I can be really stubborn <laughs> and I have to be aware sometimes of when I am being overly stubborn to the point that I should just stop <laughs> or when I am yeah, being... and w- like when it when it's getting in the way of like a friendship or exactly when it just when the point when I'm just being stubborn to be stubborn and there's no real point in it in the end. Or when I'm being too hard on myself and knowing that that's something that I have a tendency to do. And Mm -hmm. these tests can show me that those aspects of myself 
and even things that I'd never thought of before as as a weakness. Yeah. Um, and they can really they can show me like, um, always being by the book was one mm-hmm. that um the Myers Briggs point out for me as a weakness, and it it's true. I can be too rigid, and yeah. I have to recognize that when someone's suggesting an idea, just because it's different doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. <laughs> Right. And I have to like give give some thought to it instead of being judgmental, which is another one of my weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you and I can both be really judgmental, but um I think there's different purposes in the judgment sometimes, but then it's also kind of in the end we kind of just want people to be the best that they can be. I don't know. That's just mm-hmm. Looking into it. Okay. I found, sorry, I found this thing, this thing that said unhealthy Enneagram types. Um, and so, like, my type can flatter others in hopes of getting flattery in return. Ooh. Um, have a martyr complex. Ooh. <laughs> obsess over being loved by others and have a codependency um, issue. And yeah, those are all things I would say as a high schooler, I was definitely, I had had a lot of trouble with, with these things. Like, um, I don't know about the flattering in hopes to get flattered myself because I just never thought of myself as somebody to flatter. <laughs> but like, you know, yeah, I was definitely like, I'll, I'll do it. And, you know, then like, you guys don't have to. And then maybe I'll get some praise because, you know, I helped you guys out so much. But like, now it's more just like, no, we're going like, I don't want the praise. Like, I just want I want to get this right so that everybody can, you know, be their best versions. Um, mm-hmm. And what, what's mine? What does mine say? You're five, five. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, oh, one, no. this one's, br- like, this, this, like, image is brutal. Okay. Oh, no. Nihilistic and cynical. <laughs> yes. And nihilistic. Yeah. Um, obsessed about preparing, but never actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> Quite ouch. Um oh god, unhelpful. <laughs> I'm just straight up unhelpful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Physical Thanks. physically neglectful. Okay, um, yeah. I could I could see that. Yeah. Uh inwardly terrified. <laughs> just <laughs> generally terrified. Um Fair and then eccentric. Okay, yeah. I could see all those things. It's it's kind of funny. Um when you like physically neglectful i was that friend in high school who didn't like people touching me <laughs> oh i didn't take it as that i took it as um as like you don't take care of yourself because you, like you know like maybe if you're not if you're not doing well like you know how depressed people might like you know have a hard time even just getting in the shower or like you know doing their hair or, you know taking care of them in general like working out um yeah like i mean that. That, that's fair that's fair too um but wow that that image hurts ouch yeah <laughs> that did not hold back <laughs> yeah i know mine mine uh makes me feel like seem like a weakling <laughs> um but yeah mm. i don't know it's just this is a very interesting psychology like personality test and I think it's really worth getting into. And I um, I have some reading that I'm going to end up doing um, 
but you know, I have to get through other readings I started first, so <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my yeah, there's definitely way more to get into with the Enneagram, and we might get into it in a later podcast when we do a little bit more digging. Yeah, new, and maybe we'll revisit this topic another day. Yeah, let us know if um, that's something you'd be interested in. Because, uh, yeah, I, we mm-hmm. would be willing to. So, um, with that, we can transition into our silver linings this week. So, T. Silver linings. <laughs> um what have you been doing this week that has been making you happy um well it's not something i've been doing but um the the weather was so crappy this week and so like this weekend has finally been beautiful so i get to have the windows open and then it makes me feel like cleaning and then my space is nice and then i'm happy <laughs> It's amazing how that works, isn't it? Wow. (laughs) Like, I'm actually doing chores because the weather is nice and I can have the windows open and then I can, you know, not have Mm -hmm. the house just smell like cleaning supplies. Mm -hmm. So. What about you? (laughs) Very similar. Um, (laughs) Basically the same thing, actually. Like, yesterday was beautiful. It was like 66 degrees, sunny, a breeze. So I was able to wear my jeans and a t-shirt, which is like my ideal outfit. And I cleaned my room and my dad and I scrubbed our deck for an hour and a half, but somehow (laughs) I didn't even even mind because it was nice to actually just be outside. Like it was just great. And now my room is entirely clean. I vacuumed, I vacuumed. vacuums. (laughs) And so now I feel like, you know, when your space is clean, it's amazing how good you can feel. And so things have just been smooth. Lovely. I love that for us. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We're taking a short break, so expect our next episode on May 25th. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, we can be found at at guio.pod. Please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps us out. We hope you'll continue to listen to us talk about our lives and hopefully learn something about yourself too. And remember, growing up is overrated.